This week's episode of Greetings from Wonderland is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at www.audibletrial.com slash storybrook. Over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Again, that link is audibletrial.com slash storybrook. If you're afraid of dangers lurking beneath the surface, I can handle I can't swim. How have you lived your whole life and never... I was doing other things. Like what? Like being afraid of water, Alice. Fine, we'll just have to wait for the ferry. Or, better idea, we walk... We walk round it. Walk around the entire thing? That would take two days at least. We're taking the ferry. Greetings from Wonderland. I'm Bill Meeks. And I'm Anne-Marie DeSimone. And this is a story all about how my life got flipped, turned upside down. I'd like to take a minute, just sit right, or sit or stand, and I'll tell you about how we talk about it. Yeah, I messed it up once in Wonderland is this podcast is on. Uh, how's <laughs> oh, it going, Bill Meeks. <laughs> oh, Bill Meeks. I messed that up so bad. I woke up this morning, I was like, Wonderland, Fresh <laughs> Prince of Bel-Air theme song, Natural Fit. And then I messed it up in the execution. I had it written here, too. I was reading it, and I still messed it up. Reading is not your forte. It was terrible. It was, it was ter- terrible. I was jamming. I was, you know, bopping my head. Yep. Nope. Well, that, that, that'll, that'll be uh, on my upcoming album of uh, psalm parodies of TV show theme songs that are actually parodied to be about other television shows. Don't you I, already have that album? I do, and so th- th- it's actually a cover <laughs> album of the original album of that. Oh, you covered so, a cover. Yeah, it folds, and then it folds back in on itself, and then it doesn't touch itself at all on the other side. So it's it's crazy. You want to introduce right, our guest move on. Sure. <laughs> um, this week, as with all of our Wanderland podcasts, we are going to be having a guest. And this week, we have number one super fan, Win. Hi, Win. Did we lose her? Hi, Bill. Hi, oh, Emery. Hi, everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah we, we, Wynn's operating on just a little bit of delay here and there. She's having a little bit of an internet connection. So she uh, go, goes out or something. We'll try and, uh, you know, just wait for her to come back in on the conversation when, when, uh, when she can. Uh, the internet's terrible, isn't it? I hate the internet. Internet is evil. It is. It, is. it needs it needs some pixie dust over where I live. <laughs> it seriously does need some pixie dust. You can yes. definitely hear that. Okay, uh, Anne-Marie, uh, I actually made an effort to do a rhyming intro this week, so why don't you go ahead and read this, see how I did for Wonderland. Okay. <clears throat> Alice and Cyrus swore their love in the past. Then the knave tells Alice that love never lasts. The queen takes a rot. No. Let me try that again. I jumped a line. <laughs> <laughs> Alice and Cyrus swear their love in the past. Then the knave tells Alice that love never lasts. The pair take a ride on a mock turtle island while Cyrus does crafts from inside the asylum. The queen gets some leverage and just a touch losty. All in this week's episode. Trust me. So, uh, you, you know, just right here off the top, uh, what did both of you think of uh, this week's episode of Once Upon a Time in Wonderland? Uh... There were parts that were really painful to watch. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> but then there were parts that were really good. That's yeah. true. That's there's lots true. of up, there's lots of up and down. Yes, 
I definitely I anything with Alice and the Knave was 110% like right up there at the top of the list. Some of the best stuff, uh, you know, I've seen on either one show this year. Right. You know, some they have of the, a good chemistry. But and uh, this is my first mm-hmm. point, actually. We'll go ahead and get it right into it. We'll just the, jump se- right in. the scenes with Jafar and the Queen were just awful. Like <sighs> it, it's it's not that the characters are being yes. written badly. It's just I don't know. They they just don't have the right chemistry or something. It, there's just something not right there, and it's not even it's not even their solo performances because that one scene at the beginning of this episode with Jafar. Yes, was awesome. Yeah, it was complete. Oh, I love that. Yeah, it gave him some depth, I think, or something. But it's just like oh, I it's just almost like. It's almost like Jafar and the Queen are role-playing a really bad Dungeons and Dragons game, the way they act in those scenes. <laughs> yes. And I roll six flat. to initiative to get the bottle, you know. Oh, right. <laughs> no, but uh, Jafar really comes off as kind of very, uh, you know, snidely, whiplash, mustache, twirly kind of vi- villain in those scenes. In the other scenes, he's pretty okay, although that uh, when uh, he was going around, what was it, the tum-tum tree, yes. trying to find the bottle, he was just kind of a, a little too corny <laughs> standing there. Like, yeah, I'm on my magic good. rug floating around the magical tree. Yeah. He yeah, needed a awesome. bug song for that scene. <laughs> <laughs> nice yeah Yeah, those uh, are just they're just rough and i'm sorry i'm really distracted by botox lips (laughs) i can't handle her yeah i i did after uh you and roberto mentioned that on the uh podcast last week i i I kind of i noticed the plastic surgery in in the red queen a bit more. right and like i don't know anything else with her so i don't know if her performances are always very she just seems very slow and not too i don't know I mean, you don't want her to rush it, but I'd like her to have some sense of urgency mm-hmm. somewhere in her voice. So, some passion or something yes! very flat, too, which is really, yeah. was really weird uh, th- this episode because she was kind of hitting on Jafar, I think, and it just it, it came off. Hey, I have needs. I need yes! to make sure you can fill those needs, Jafar. Yeah, it really it was kind of like a high school play where they feel really uncomfortable with the dialogue. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I'm, I'm sure it's, it's very possible. It could, could just be getting used to acting on those green screen sets too. I mean, I'm sure that's kind of a uh, challenging to, you know, be in a room with a, a green couch and have to pretend it's like this grand ballroom and everything, you know, I'm sure that's difficult, but Hey, you're an actor. Suck it up. <laughs> <laughs> so, Okay, well, another thing that um, came to mind today when I was rewatching it was, do genies age? I don't know. I I would assume not. You would assume not? Because that's going to make the whole, like, Cyrus and Alice relationship a little awkward when she grows up and dies. (laughs) Well, that's the thing. It it was... It seemed kind of imbalanced to me. Alice was like, I'll promise never to love anyone for 30 or 40 or 50 years until I die. You have to promise for thousands and thousands of years. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, obviously, that that kind of kind of like underlie underlies the whole, uh, you know, true love thing. If he's willing to do that, I guess. I think he could get out of that deal, too, after she's gone. <laughs> yeah, just wait like 100 or 200 years, you know. Just to be sure. 
knows what that next master is going to look like. <laughs> now, uh, one thing that they did mention uh, concerning, you know, uh, Genie's mortality and stuff. Uh, it, it, I, I, I'm not aware of any virgin, ver- version of the Genie legend where they, they have a weakness to silver. Like he yeah, did. That was odd. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was a, you know, a werewolf thing. <laughs> not necessarily. As far as I knew, genies, the only weaknesses genies really had was other genies. But right. Yeah. It, or their masters, really. Yeah. It just seems weird to kind of, kind of introduce a weakness, but I guess they had to explain Jafar holding him captive without the bottle somehow. So. Right. Yeah. That was really weird. I, mm-hmm. I bet it was like burning him. Not even just like he couldn't do anything, excuse me, but that it was burning him. Yeah, well, I, th- I think it was like it, it almost seemed like a, a not even a burn, but like an allergic reaction or something like that. Uh, yeah, but yeah, I, 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 I think it was just you know just a way to cover up the story thing. But I, I thought that was weird. I wonder if they're gonna use that further down the line to kind of play something out, or if it could even like wrap back around into the mythology of the regular one show if they ever bring Sidney Glass back. Oh, that's true. Uh, as a genie, as a genie, yeah. I mean, you know, we haven't seen him as a genie for years. <laughs> yeah, flashbacks, lots of flashbacks. <laughs> okay, uh, Winya, you had something you wanted to bring up about a uh, fairy and pixie dust. Fairy and pixie dust. Yeah, I thought it was real interesting the way that Alice and the knave got across the water by clapping and calling for the fairy, <laughs> who decides to just have all this pixie dust to throw on people that are waiting at the bus stop. And I just thought it was interesting because it's treated as such a rare quantity of magic in our other Wonderland shows, but there just seems to be a lot of it there available in this one, huh? Right. Oh, yeah, definitely. Well, it it seems like there's a lot more magic in general in Wonderland than there is in in even even the Enchanted Forest, like in its glory days. Right. It, it seems like there, Wonderland's a much more magical place. I, I did really love the fairy fairy though, because uh, you know Alice just says it kind of offhandedly, like, "Yeah, we'll just call the fairy." And I was like, "Oh, they're gonna have some sort of like, yeah, I don't yeah, know, yeah, like boat. big flamingo shaped boat or something come and take them across the water." No, it's a fairy. <laughs> it's a literal <laughs> fairy. The silver mist fairy. Yes. Love yes. it. I love it. Gotta love it. So, I, don't, I don't know. It just seems really weird. Like, maybe do they create fairy dust or pixie dust there? Because we still don't know how pixie dust is other than the fact that it's, like, nuclear fairy dust. Like, we don't know the difference and yeah, all that. that. Actually, that that's interesting because I, I know when we were talking about the regular Once episode this week, we were saying, you know, where does pixie dust come from? Maybe it comes from Wonderland. Maybe Wonderland is uh, where pixie dust originates. And now we have more realm-jumping fairies. <laughs> I haven't been explained. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Okay, so the rabbit. Uh, one, he's he's a jerk. Two, I feel bad for him because he's under pressure. But three, I mean, I know that the, the queen has sort of threatened him physically and whatnot. But I I almost wonder if she doesn't have something else hanging over him in this in the flashback scene where he sees uh, Cyrus and Alice burying the bottle. He's he's off uh, running uh, back to his his family. He calls and he's like, wait up there one second, dear. I'm almost there. Or I won't be late or something like that. So I'm wondering if maybe the Red Queen has his family or something like that. Possibly. Like, like what do you guys think think about the whole rabbit situation? Uh, the very uh, kind of two faced, but he's being pressured into it. Hey, I don't think he's really two faced at all by choice. Mm-hmm. I think um, he's being blackmailed, obviously, somehow, yeah. but. Yeah, she definitely has something on him. I think his family is his most obvious 
mm-hmm. choice. It's it's fairy tales. It's going to be his true love, you know, like the white rabbit's wife. <laughs> yeah, so, and it, it's it's just like it, I really feel bad for him because you can tell he he likes Alice and the Knave as people, and, right? And he doesn't really want to be, you know, giving them up to their enemies and everything. But I, I, I wonder how long it's going to be before they start to uh, suspect him. Charity does suspect him. Does she already suspect him? Cause that's why she was blabbing left and right about where they were going, knowing that the rabbit was right there and then left him. Yeah. But it, it, like, I thought that was just under her more general. Don't trust anybody rule. And mm-hmm. I, I, I didn't know if she had pegged him completely as, as being the source yet. Yeah, that's true. It's true. Yeah. And I especially the rabbit seems very clever too. the way he was pretending to be asleep and snoring when he was eavesdropping on them. Right. So mm-hmm. I think he'd be hard to catch out at something, even if you were looking for it. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I mean, even even, you know, the big reveal where when they find out that, oh, they actually did find the real location for the bottle. They didn't know. Alice never knew the rabbit was there or saw that at all. Right. So so that would that would be something else to kind of throw her off the trail. I, I do I I won't get too spoilery, but there's some stuff in uh, next week's promo that might address that a little too that we'll discuss here in a little bit. Yeah. So, backstory, Nave. I really need to get a flashback in Nave world because I want to know who Anastasia is. <laughs> I want to know about the Nave's true love because she spoiled the heck out of him. Because <laughs> now he, you know basically treats everybody like a one night stand. <laughs> grab your pants, grab your keys, don't look back. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, and he did, he, he did describe it as a, a tale of heartbreak. So, right. I, I'm just wondering who broke whose heart, you know? Right. Cause he mm-hmm. definitely is a heartbreaker. Mm-hmm. As but we what, saw by but his is it because his, his heart was broken or because that's where it started? <laughs> kind of thing. I'm going to guess that his heart was broken. Yeah. But, but I, 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 I really liked him this episode. He, the way he kind of argued uh, to the Silver Fairy to help them because, yeah, he was a bad guy, but he was helping someone who was good. So it was like that overall is... good to help right. him, even though he was a bad guy. I really kind of like that. His performance, actually, is probably my highlight of this show so far, just yes. across the board. His, his performance, his character yep. has been just great. And Alice has been really good, too. I, I thought I she was the actually two of them just are really fan- like they were very well cast mm-hmm. and they're playing their characters yeah. very well. Everyone else. I'm still a little iffy. on. Yeah, that, that's probably yeah, why I'm not it... sure I would still be watching without the Knaves character, to be honest, because he's really keeping me interested in the show. Right. And wanting to know what's going on with him, because we really know nothing about his character. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Any scene that doesn't have, have the knave and, uh, you know, to a lesser degree, Alice is just, it feels like a wasted scene. It feels like wasted time on screen that we could. Well, but what about Cyrus? Well, well Cyrus... I like Cyrus, but he is kind of stuck in a cage right now. But uh, 90% of his scenes were with Alice this episode, too, with all the flashbacks and everything. Right. I don't know. I liked him. Yeah, he's he, he's very good. He's very good. Now, he, he he does very good origami, too, which is something that I didn't know that uh, genies were good at. Well, he said he, like, lived there for a while or something, like, lived in China and learned it off somebody, I think. Thanks. I, I also, uh, this isn't in my points. I just, uh, just thought to bring this up. Uh, but when I, I really loved how uh, right before you see Alice's first training scene with the sword, you see her use the sword to get the turtle going. Yes. Uh, and I, I just thought that was a nice little bit of uh, synchronicity. 
there. But uh, let's see. Um, okay, uh, Win, you had some uh, some points you wanted to make about uh, Jafar and uh, backstory. Oh yes, yes, I really love the opening scene with Jafar in Agrabah. And he goes to the scarf maker to try to find the genie. I thought he was such a better villain in that scene because instead of some over-the-top cartoon cutout guy, Mm -hmm. he was really kind of sly and sneaky, almost like an IRS agent when he came in and said, you've got too many camels for your standard of living. And I just loved that. I really liked the way he was portrayed, and I liked his costume a lot better, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, when you might want to back your mic up just a little bit. It was popping again a little like it was right before we started recording. Okay. Uh, Is that a little better? Oh, yes. that's better. Hopefully. Definitely. Okay. Uh, but something that really kind of struck me when we saw that you had the opening scene with Agrabah, and I agree with you completely about that being the, the far superior Jafar scene, is I wonder if we're going to get Aladdin in this at all or not, or if they're kind of – you know, we've been talking a lot about they, they're probably – setting up one or two characters to fold into the regular series when Wonderland's all over with. I'm wondering if maybe that'll be Jafar and then we'll address Aladdin back over in the main show or if he's going to show up in Wonderland. Has there been any news one way or the other? Because we've been staying pretty cold on a lot of the spoilers and stuff. I have not seen anything about Aladdin. Mm-hmm. I don't there has been a little about- hint that they're going to give their... I have heard they're going to give Jafar some kind of elaborate backstory, but they haven't said what. Mm-hmm. They need to. They need to give something like, cause I don't remember even what my last point was. No. Okay. What is his, well, I wasn't sure if this was in or not. Uh, <clears throat> what is he after that he's been after for what appears to be like centuries upon centuries? Well, I think it's just in general genies. That, that seems to be the thing that he, he, he likes genies or he wants a genie to make a wish of some but kind. What is the wish? You know what I mean? Like he has something specific he's going mm-hmm. after. Well, and I, I don't think it's just general riches because he obviously has riches, power, and magic himself. Well, what I was going to say is he he basically wanted the kingdom in the movie or the movie. Well, the movie because the movie is the only version of the story that has Jafar in it. Right. Uh, but you know, in the movie, that was his main thing. He wanted to be that he wanted to rule Agrabah, right? Basically, basically. so that that in actually it eventually became he because he wanted to become a genie as mm-hmm. well, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I would assume I would assume it's based in that, even if it kind of uh, it's made a look because a lot of times what they do with these characters is they give them the same basic motivation, but they try and wrap it into a bit more character of a character based thing instead of just a general. Oh, I'm a bad guy right. kind of thing. Or, uh, you know, they just try and make it a little more realistic for some reason. Like, I don't know, maybe, maybe it'll be to save save his true love or something because that always seems to uh, <laughs> come in somewhere along the way. Well, that's what I was actually thinking. I was like, I don't know. That he but had it, some sort of a love he was trying to save in some way. It, it definitely did seem like they were trying to tease out a relationship between him and the Red key, Queen, at least a sort of a superficial kind of physical <laughs> relationship or something. Right. I guess we'll see how that plays off. One thing I really liked in this episode, though, was that there were a lot of very whimsical elements, which I thought was very fitting with the whole Alice in Wonderland motif, like, you know, the fairy fairy and uh, the mock turtle island, which was actually a reference to one of the characters from Alice in Wonderland. And uh, I I was just wondering, uh, you know, what did you guys think about that? And did you notice any other sort of uh, very Alice-like moments in this week's episode? The dandelion. Yes, that was great. <laughs> I like the dandelion and the Tower of Tigers. Mm-hmm. I didn't hear what the pea thing was. I think it was like, I don't know, like a pea vine or something. I was, But they didn't show it. 
Mm -hmm. because it was another one of her landmarks. I don't know. I think all the they're doing really good. Like I know it's a lot of green screen. Yeah. But I mean, they really need to do like some physical sets every now and again. Um, yeah. The the only time the the special effects really bothered me this episode was uh, when the fairy was flying them across. Yeah. That just yeah, seemed a little fake. Yeah, it was a, a lot better than last week's episode where you just felt like you were watching a, like a college production. <laughs> like I don't know, it was bad. But this week was substantially better. Definitely. Okay, so who's the other guy in the cage? I don't know. Like, yeah. has there been any indication as to, like, where he comes in, who he is, what? No, I mean, he didn't say too much, did he? He was just kind of dehydrated and hungry, laying there. He wanted to play chess. Maybe he's supposed to be oh it was that that guide from the beginning of Aladdin or something you know that creepy guy yeah. in the corner come with me and you'll see da, 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 da. that guy yeah yes nice very nice no that's okay that's possible but I don't know I feel like he's not a nobody he he was someone for uh, Cyrus to vocalize what he was doing to so we weren't just sitting there looking at him like folding a piece of paper what the heck is he doing right well he may not have had that realization if he wasn't talking to someone this is true this is true he may not have. i don't know i i don't think i don't think he's nobody i don't know who he is but i don't think he's a nobody i just wonder if there's some connection with his chessboard and the chess motifs we see in wonderland at the red queen's palace oh. mm. uh-huh. i could definitely see that totally and something, you know, uh, we didn't mention last week that I kind of realized, I think the day after we recorded last week, was that, you know, the, the Red Queen, we knew the Red Queen and the Queen of Hearts were distinct people. I had forgotten that they're actually in the story, there's the Red Queen and the White Queen, and they're, you know, two opposite sides of the chessboard. So I'm wondering if we're going to see the White Queen come in sometime, somewhere along the way, or if that's who... As she mentioned in this episode, the Red Queen wrested power from to take control of Wonderland. Maybe she she took the White Queen down, you know, when they were trying to fill that that power vacuum left by Korra. Oh, maybe we still don't know where that all comes in. Yeah, this is true. We still we still need a couple dots connected between what we know about Wonderland from once and what we know from this series. Right. Like, yeah. God. Oh, I was just gonna say uh, when you had something a point you wanted to make about uh, Alice's father and emotional distance. Yes, uh, in this episode, they talked about a lot about love and whether love lasts or not. And Alice tells the story of how her father's love and trust in her seemed to fade away. And that was something that struck me in the very first episode when she's a little girl and she first comes back out of the hole and runs home and her father opens the door. He just sort of looks at her like, Mm -hmm. I thought you were dead. You know, a normal reaction would be to hug your child, you know, your back. And that always struck me as odd. But after Alice has told this story, it makes a lot more sense. Yeah. And uh, something something else that kind of struck me from when she originally came home and everything was that his first instinct wasn't like to bring her in, welcome her home, you know, make sure she it, like immediately they were talking about sending her somewhere <laughs> pretty much. Exactly. Yeah. Like just, that, that's just not normal. Which I, I I mean I guess uh, you know when you're a member of the Burgoyne's class or whatever they they that that kind of uh, relationship between children and parents isn't that unusual because uh, you know the parents spend a lot of time being successful <laughs> and so they don't have a lot of time for for the kids and stuff but still it's a uh, that was even extreme even kind of expecting that almost for the kind of a uh, family Alice comes from but uh, 
Interesting. All right. Well, uh, let's see here. Out of nine genies bottles, Amory, what do you give this episode? Uh, 6.75. 6.75. Why? Uh, I'm struggling. I'm struggling on this one. Um, like, just like we said, like, the Red Queen of Jafar is just dragging it. Mm-hmm. Like, I found myself while I was rewatching it during their scenes going to my phone and checking Facebook. Yeah. And then, I, and then I'd have to rewind it because I'm like, I probably missed something important. Because, But I'm like, it's really, they're just not, the scenes don't have a sense of urgency. Yeah, they didn't really accomplish anything. No. They, they're they like two little kids bickering. Don't walk away from me. Don't do this. Don't do that. Don't do this. I'm going to make your people disappear. Like, mm. no. I'm the one who's who's in power here. No, I'm the one who's in power yeah. here. No, I'll show you how I'm in power now. I have this. You have this. I have this. You have this. I'm like, no. So that's that's really for the reason for such a lower score for me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I love Alice. I love the name. I, I even like the rabbit or bunny as he's referred to by the Red Queen. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Red 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 Queen and Jafar are killing me. Okay, when so, out of a uh, nine uh, genies bottles, how many bottles would you give this episode? Honestly, I'm right about where Anne Marie is. Even maybe a little lower. I'll go six and a half. Uh-huh. Uh huh. For the exact same reasons, horrible scenes with Jafar and the Queen. It was mainly an exposition back backstory episode, so nothing really moved along too much. But there were little moments that I really loved. So six and a half. Okay, well, I'm gonna go even lower than both of you, and I'm just Ooh. gonna go for a six, uh, a, a steady six, uh, for all the same reasons. Jafar, Red Queen, pick up your game. You're not very right. good villains. Hopefully, uh, we'll get some more good. Hopefully, they're not the ones that week. cross over. Oh, wouldn't that be horrible? Oh no! Don't even say that. As I it don't stands think they right will. now, that would be horrible. Who knows where we'll be by the end of the series? We might love them by the end of the series. No, we won't. The series. If we hate them this much, we won't love them that much. Yeah, but uh, I, I mean, Jafar crossing over, I think they could do a lot of fun stuff with Red Queen in eh, them together. Uh. Definitely not. If if they're together, Rumple, Rumple would kill them. Yes. Rumple would completely smash them. Regina would tear out at least one heart. Well, actually, maybe that that would be good. They, you know, that would the people crossover still, murder. Like well, I, I was going to say, the people who were still a little bit uh, wary of rooting for Regina and Rumpel, that would give them a really good reason <laughs> if they were going up against the Red Queen and Jafar. It's true. It's true. It would. Okay, uh, this week, as every week, uh, the, the podcast is being brought to you by Audible. Uh, and for you, the listeners of uh, Greetings from Wonderland or Storybrooke, however you came to the episode this week. Storyland uh, or Wonderbrook. Storyland. Uh, <laughs> Audible's offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to opportunity to check out their service i uh, now usually we both do a recommendation amory repeated one of my recommendations last week so i decided this week to go ahead and give her the only recommendation <laughs> so uh, amory what uh audiobook are you recommending this week well the, like blah, blah, blah. lately i have been trying to stick with the theme of the episode but we really didn't get too much more uh introduced mm-hmm. except we did see some origami so this week I am recommending The Strange Case of Origami Yoda by Ooh. Tom Engelberger. It's hilarious. Like, I just like the characterizations and everything. So go check it out. There's an entire series of, like, Star Wars origami books. They're, like, mm-hmm. finger puppets. So, so are the books kind of like they, they tell the story of, like, a character called Origami Yoda sort yes. of thing? Yes. 
That's it fun. Does. That's yeah. Fun. So it's entertaining. And it ties in uh, Star Wars too, which we'll see. We'll see on Once Upon a Time one day. I swear it. I'm uh, sure we will. <laughs> I'm sure. You know, if even if nothing else, it's going to be like a poster in teenage Henry's bedroom or something. Once Upon a Time Alderaan. <laughs> okay, but uh, to download your free audiobook uh, today, you can get uh, Strange Case of Origami Yoda or any other book you choose and play them on any of your devices, iPhone, Microsoft Zoom, Android phone, Windows phone, everything. Uh, just go to audibletrial.com slash storybrook. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash storybrook for your free audiobook. And we want to thank Audible again for sponsoring you, this Audible. week's episode. Thanks, Audible. And now, on to the news. 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 Okay, ratings first. There's really not too much news because we're actually trying to stay pretty dry on the news personally for ourselves, you know, just so we can kind of go into the episodes clean, which is weird because we don't do that for the regular series. No, the other episodes we, like, drown in spoilers. Yeah, but we're always trying to at least get the ratings and the preview for next week for you, uh, which is available in the show notes at greetingsfromstorybrook.com. Uh, now, ratings, uh, it went down a little bit from last week. It earned a 1.2 in the 18 to 49, which is down 29% from a 1.7 from last week's premiere. So, bit of a dip. Uh, bit still, of a dip, but yeah. Still all the same competition, too, which probably means that people – Caught the episode, didn't like it, didn't tune in again, which is unfortunate because I thought this one was better. I I definitely detected a different tone throughout versus last week's episode, but it was more consistent, uh, even with the Jafar Red Queen stuff. So hopefully, you know, maybe maybe uh, people bank some episodes, give it a few weeks and hopefully it'll pick up as it goes along. So if nothing else, we can get a different land, you know, spun off next year for a miniseries or something. Yeah, really. At least this is only committed to, you know, a one season. Mm-hmm. So if it doesn't do well, they can just, uh, you know, scuttlebutt it and maybe do Once Upon a Time Agrabah or something next year. Uh, let's see here. And we also have a promo for uh, next week's episode, Forget Me Not. Uh, some some uh, looks like uh, you've seen Wonderland. Uh, now uh, welcome to Underland, which it looks like they're going to be exploring a bit of the Knaves backstory and some of the people he knows in Wonderland. It looked pretty decent. Uh, and uh, Alice also says something about you betrayed us. So I'm wondering if maybe she doesn't uh, catch the rabbit I- I- in uh, in what he's been doing. Yeah, I was really curious as to who betrayed her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they show the knave, but the only it, and that's let, actually who I instantly thought. I was like, oh, knave. But I don't think I don't think especially this early in the series they would make him. You know, the bad guy. Yeah, exactly. It, they, that seems like that would be uh, right before Act 3 reveal or something over in the big overarching story of the season. Right. But uh, it should be interesting. At uh, should any, be good. It should be good. And next week we have uh, JG on, right? Yes, yes. Uh, my old college roommate, JG, is going to be on to discuss it with us. He's he's a big fan of the the main one show, and he's been watching Wonderland, too. I'm uh, really excited about that. I haven't talked to him in... What five or seven seven years something like that? So it'll, probably yeah. Yeah. yeah so it'll we, be good. Yeah, we carved out a lot of time before and after to catch, so we don't have to catch up on the show. 
because <laughs> I, I, I'm sure you guys would love to hear us talk about people from a decade ago. I, I'm sure that would be the best way to spend your time. <laughs> anyway. But it'll be fun. Uh, so now we'll go ahead and get into listener feedback. Uh, if you want to give us feedback, we really uh, love getting feedback, especially, you know, right after you watch the episode, feel free to write in, call in. Uh, you can email us, greetingsfromstorybrook at gmail.com. You can tweet us at gfstorybrook. You can leave a comment on our Facebook at facebook.com slash greetings from Storybrook, or you can leave us a voicemail, which we love and guarantees you a spot on the show at 424-274-2352. That's 424-274-2352. And we actually have voicemails. We've got one. Yes, from Robert. So why don't we go ahead and play that uh, right now? Hey, this is Robert from Bradenton. I just wanted to call in with a few theories that I had about last week's episode. I feel like the Will the Knave is kind of like Grand the Huntsman, whereas the Red Queen took his heart and he was forced to be her right-hand man until he was asked to take care of Alice and couldn't, and so Alice was, uh, in return, Alice helped him get back her heart, or his heart, sorry. Another theory I have is uh, goes along with your guys' theories, Bill and Anne, is uh, Frankenstein's land without color is populated by East European literature, like that Dracula, Frankenstein, Hunchback, stuff like that. Whereas Alice, I think, isn't even from our land. I think it's from a land that's populated from with, like, Victorian literature, Peter Pan, Alice, maybe even Sherlock Holmes and some of Jules Verne's stuff. I'd love to see stuff like that in Alice and uh either once upon a time series. All right. Thank you very much for that voicemail, Robert. Thank and you. yeah, I, I really like the idea of, uh, you know, Frankenstein being Eastern European land and maybe Alice being Victorian England land. So we could get, you know, some characters like Sherlock Holmes and stuff in there. Peter Pan. Which, uh, you know, it could definitely tie into Peter Pan too. They, weren't they originally going to have Sherlock on? It yes. wasn't Graham originally going to be Sherlock. And then they said they couldn't get the rights, but I think he's a public. No, it wasn't character. they couldn't get the rights. I think it was A, there was Sherlock. And then there wasn't there another Sherlock movie or something? Like, there was too much Sherlock going on at the time. Yeah, because there's uh, the Robert Downey Jr. movies from the BBC right. show. And now they have Elementary on CBS yeah. too. So uh, it's just. Well, there goes any chance of them doing it then. I didn't realize there was one on CBS, too. Yeah, yeah. A Lucy Liu plays Watson. I, 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 I've heard good things. I haven't checked it out, though, because I just I don't see how it could hold a candle to the BBC version. Right. Uh, something else we like to do is uh, we, we, if you go to iTunes and leave the podcast a uh, – well, any sort of rating, but uh, hopefully a favorable rating. We'll read it on the show, and uh, someone who called themselves NPA, so I don't know, know what their real name is, but they went ahead and left a – You uh, know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> they, they left a review for uh, Greetings from Wonderland, the spinoff podcast, and they say, great podcast, just as good as their other podcast, Greetings from Storybrook. Always fun and entertaining. So we want to thank NPA for that. And if you want to go to iTunes and, uh, you know, give us a review on either Greetings from Wonderland or Greetings from Storybrook, we'd appreciate it. And we'll read it on the show. Uh, Now, Anne-Marie, you want to go ahead and read this email? Okay. This was left on our site from Joanne. Comment. Did you put the other one back on? Sorry. Yes, I I did. Okay. (laughs) I was like, that wasn't there earlier. Okay. Love your work. Recruiting a newbie to watch the show was interesting to hear such a fresh perspective of it all. Just to clear up your timey, why me questions. Thank you. Doctor who reference (laughs) Adam and Eddie have confirmed that London that Alice lives in is fictitious fictional. Wow. 
Victorian England, where it's perpetually Victorian England. So Knave and Rabbit didn't go jumping back in time. Alice's London is not the same London where the Darlings lived. They lived in real historical London in our world. Uh, they've also confirmed that storybook scene in Wonderland is taking place during the events of Broken in Once Upon a Time. Yes, Thank I you, was 764 wrong. people who yes. told us that. We, we email, uh, comment, tweet, Facebook Everything. message, smoke signal, telegraph, telegram, uh, skywriting. I got writing. Crane earlier today telling me about it. <laughs> we're going crane. <laughs> Yes, uh, every, everyone uh, made sure to write in and let, let us know that, that uh, we were wrong. And we thank you for that. We actually no, 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 love no, no, that. No, 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 no. You were wrong. Okay, okay. Um, I, I was wrong. I was right. So. Thank you. She wasn't pregnant. How did you mess that up? Um, I'm sorry. The original version of the pilot actually had some stuff cut in with the wraith starting to tear up the tongue and that's what's causing the storm. Yeah, I guess there was a 20-minute preview for the pilot that had like an original cut where you saw some of that and it was very apparent where it fell in the timeline. We didn't watch it. We didn't watch it. Well, because we were we're trying to do Wonderland straight and... Cold. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, They cut the wraith stuff out but confirmed at New York Comic Con that that's where it fit on the timeline. Thank you, Joanne. And everyone else who let me know I was wrong. And and seriously, though, I actually love that because you That means you're listening. (laughs) Well, yeah. One, that that means you're listening, you care. And two, you know, sometimes memories get mixed up. Things get mixed up in your head. And you you keep saying something thinking it's right. And no one ever corrects you. And so you sound like an idiot to everyone and you never know it. So thank you for correcting me and making me sound a little less like an idiot than normal. Okay, uh, we have another uh, email here from Kate, uh, and she says, Enjoyed hearing an opinion from someone who hasn't watched Once, our buddy Roberto from last week before, but also love hearing uh, potential new Oncers get the idea to go back and watch the main show. Looking forward to hearing how that goes. And I did talk to Roberto this week. He is still planning on going back and starting Once Proper and checking in with us uh, to let us know how it's going. Uh, And she also says, Bill, love the pick of Natalie Gregory on Twitter. That was the... Alice in Wonderland uh, miniseries that I remembered from my childhood that I, I posted about last weekend. A favorite version of Alice stories ever is the 80s miniseries. And she also says, uh, Princess Bride references are always a good thing. It's also one of the reasons I love a certain captain on the main show. Yeah, he does kind of a little bit yes. of Dread Pirate Roberts. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and uh, excited to see where they go with this side story, even though I still prefer the main show. It definitely has a lot of potential, and I love the story so far. And having the Once Universe on my TV two nights a week is a definite plus. Love the podcast, Kate. Uh, we want to thank you very much, uh, Kate. Uh, and, uh, yeah, the Natalie Gregory version is really good. You know, once they're done with the Once Wonderland series, we, we might do well to maybe open this podcast up somewhere along the way and just do a little special on that miniseries because it's really good. Really, A lot of good music in it. And it, it actually, it's probably my favorite adaptation of the Alice in Wonderland slash Through the Looking Glass story. And, I mean, it has Sammy Davis Jr. in it. You can't beat that. You can never beat Sammy Davis Jr. Never. Yeah, but if you want to uh, write us uh, in next week uh, for the show, you can email us, greetingsfromstorybrook at gmail.com. And you can get all of our other contact information uh, at greetingsfromstorybrook.com. Voicemail number is 424-274-2352. Well... Lynn, where can everybody get a hold of you? Yes, this is true. This is true. You can get a hold of me at Twitter at Wynn Mercer. 
You can find me on Tumblr under the same name, and you can find out about my books and writing at winmercer.com. Excellent. Yeah, and uh, you actually uh, donated a, a – we wanted to thank you on the show as well uh, for donating an iTunes gift card for us to give away the first week we were back with uh, covering once you know in real time and everything. So we wanted to thank you for that. We also gave yes, away you. a copy of one of your books too. That's awesome. Glad to do it. Excellent. Okay, so I guess that's it. Uh, so uh, we, we tried to do this last week. It didn't work out to Elaine Marie. Uh, we'll try it again this week. So we're definitely okay. going to do the one and not the other, right? Okay. Okay, so I guess until next so next week, greetings, greetings from, from Story Wonderland. Bro. Wonder Bro. Wonderbook. Storyland. Wonderbread. It's Wonderbread. <laughs> Wonderbread. <laughs> <laughs>